8.47. Uh, the Financial Times, 31 minutes ago, ran this headline, US stocks and oil surge after run of bruising declines. But it's the bruising declines that we're going to be reflecting on today as US stock market indices suffered their biggest Christmas Eve drop ever, with the Dow sinking 2.9%, the S&P 500 falling 2.7%. And that had global reverberations, including here in this country, with all of the Asian stock markets showing steep declines. Analysts saying investors are getting increasingly concerned about bigger developments than just investor sentiment in the US, like a slowdown in global economic growth uh, and worries amplified then by a number of recent erratic acts from the Trump administration. How worried should we be? Zhang Huang, independent legal researcher for Law Quant LLC. Good morning. Good morning, Alex. Of course, stock market volatility is nothing new. Why this deeper worry? Yeah, I mean, stock market volatility is nothing new. And in fact, just a few hours ago, when the U.S. market closed, it actually you know, bounced back quite, quite significantly. So, you know, stock markets do go up and do go down. However, you know, we should note that uh, especially the U.S. financial markets are the largest in the world and is highly integrated with the rest of the world. So as we saw a few days ago, when the, if the U.S. market shows a steep decline, it shows up in you know other Asian markets, including here in South Korea. And and there are already long-term worries about you know slowing economic growth globally and the higher interest rates as well as the American trade war with China. But the fact that you know certain specific acts of just Trump administration has worsened the recent stock market declines, so it sort of gives you know additional worries about how apt is the Trump administration in in navigating these uncertain times. Yeah, I mean there could be an impact from erratic acts in a number of areas, but particularly directly what President Trump has had to say about the Fed, saying the only problem our economy has is the Fed. The pressure seems to be on Chairman Jerome H. Powell there. Was it wrong, though, for President Trump to issue that criticism? You could make a you know a principled argument that you know the Federal Reserve should not be raising interest rates uh, given you know other factors. I mean there, there are arguments on both sides, and in fact you know the Chairman Powell is sort of known to be rather hawkish on interest rates. But on the other hand, the way the President Trump went about you know in, in doing this you know uh, criticism of of Chairman Powell was sort of a self-inflicted wound, in the sense that you know just a day before you know various his aides was scrambling to assure people that you know President Trump wasn't going to fire Pre- uh, Chairman Powell and the legal authority there is a little murky and you know, and then he tweeted uh, what you just mentioned that the, 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 it seems to be you know really piling on Chairman pa- Powell in fact today uh, just yesterday uh, additional uh, additional the White House aides were actually assuring the investors that you know Chairman uh, Powell's job was 100% safe and in fact the, the big rebound we just saw a few hours ago seems to be a new reaction to that so you know president trump could get out his message with a principal approach but knowing his uh, you know kind of personal style that doesn't seem to be in the cars for the moment and then we can throw into the mix the partial shutdown of the federal government amid an impasse between president trump and lawmakers over his goal of securing financing for a wall on the border of mexico how do we think that will work out 
It's definitely weighing down on investors, but not as much as you think. But I guess the big uncertainty is how long will this you know, shutdown will last? It's already been five days. And in fact, we don't see you know, either the Democrats or the Trump administration sort of backing down. So, you know, I think we might be in for you know, fairly long government shutdowns. So, you know, it will continue to weigh down on the investor sentiments, I'm sure. At the same time, U.S. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin added to the uncertainty on Sunday by releasing an unusual statement saying he had called the CEOs of the biggest American banks, saying the executives assured him their banks are healthy and have ample liquidity to lend to consumers and businesses. Markets continue to function properly, Mnuchin said. But uh, it's almost a bit like uh, a statement of confidence where it has the opposite effect. And, and there wasn't a particularly good response from the finance community. Exactly. And, you know, the, the Treasury Department actually you know, released a state public statement to the fact that you just outlined and it just ca- kind of caught everyone by surprise. I mean, nobody was thinking that, you know, the ban- the major bank's liquidity was an, an issue. But suddenly this uh, you know press statement comes, a written press statement comes out and people are like, wait, uh, why are you assuring us about a problem that we weren't worried about? Before, uh, yeah. is this a really a problem that we should be worried about? I mean, because this is the kind of statement that comes out, you know, during economic crisis to assure investors that nothing's wrong. But here, it was highly unusual in the sense that, well, nobody was worried about it. Why are you releasing a press statement not to worry about this? And people actually started to worry about it and really fed into the investor uh, confusion. And I think again, this is another, you know, recent example of self-inflicted wounds that you know Trump administration is sort of, you know. Uh, going on about and it's, it's still not really clear why Steve Mnuchin decided to release a press, tape, press statement to this effect. So I mean, we, we could just dismiss him as being out of touch or we could say it's uh, kind of coincidental but that seems to downplay the intelligence that Steve Mnuchin must have and perhaps then we could say it's a political move of some kind. So, I mean, nobody really knows what the real story is. It could be just you know, he, he was out of touch or that he was just trying to play to his boss, President Trump, or maybe he's really inept. But whatever the scenario is, really didn't really you know uh, uh, play well with the investors and really you know puzzled a lot of people and really didn't help the, the, the market downturn for sure. And President Trump took full ownership of the stock market boom. That strategy obviously backfires when markets crumble has has he changed his course yeah i mean the, this president more than any other president has held up stock market as an objective barometer his presidency and you know he claimed each market record as a validation of his policies but you know as we noted before stock markets are very volatile and it's not necessarily a good barometer of the economy in general so you know this linking uh, uh, linking of president trump's of his accomplishments via stock market records has always been a you know rather risky strategy and now, you know, you'll think that, you know, President Trump learning the sort of, you know, unexpected volatility of stock market will sort of, you know, steer away from mentioning stock market. And he kind of has since it has been going down for some time. But now he's sort of, you know, resorting to the tactic of scapegoating Federal Reserve rather than you know, making a principal argument about not raising interest rates in order to, you know, help the economy along. He's basically saying, well, you're making me look bad by raising interest rates and, you know, stock market is reacting to that. 
And you know, obviously, that strategy has not really played well with the markets. But you know, knowing President Trump, probably the scapegoating something rather than you know course correction is probably his style. Unfortunately, no doubt these are intriguing developments. Should, how concerned ultimately should we be about them? I mean, in the end, these are some gaps that you know really, really are not you know fundamental to the economy in the sense that you know it doesn't hurt the economic fun- fundamentals and so forth, and it does it just gives you know confusing signals to investors. But investors will ultimately look at how the economy is doing and how the stocks they're investing in are performing. But at the same time, you sort of have to you know be concerned about how you know competent is the Trump administration in dealing with economic matters, and what if a, actually a real economic crisis comes along. How competent are his people in dealing with such crisis? And you know, we talked about Steve Mnuchin and you know, kind of his intelligence and his competence and so forth. But you know, if this is a kind of action that you we can expect from the Trump administration, then you know, we might be a little concerned about you know, pos- possibility of real economic crisis and the uh, ability of the uh, Trump administration to respond to that. Zhang Huang of Law Quant LLC, thank you as ever for joining us this Thursday morning. Thank you very much. And happy new year. Uh, Next time we see you, it'll be 2019. Uh, That's our show for today. We'll be back tomorrow.